I'm Laura Linney, and this is Masterpiece Classic. Previously on Downton Abbey, we met Mary's new boyfriend, Richard Carlyle. Edith homewrecked, Sybil became a nurse, and Downton opened its doors to become a convalescent home. We'll see about the fallout this week on Lords of Grantham. back episode two uh nope season two episode three yes 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 uh, i'm i'm ready to get back to the show I, I i you know having visited the manor now uh, i'm I, I was excited to see how the show looked again having been there and uh i was really impressed even more how the show makes uh makes the bu- building seem so big on the inside you know? and did you notice the photograph of the boy with the bret hart sunglasses and the I did and not. The show? I did not. I did not see any James Patterson books on the shelves. I did not see any of that. Um, but it, it did make me laugh when they're like, "Well, we're going to put uh, hospital patients over here and here." And it's like, "Sure, sure." Like, you know, maybe we or can, can already get into the episode, but you know, Downton Abbey is now a convalescent home for uh, injured veterans from World War One. Yeah, and all that could cross my mind was. How do they put these people in rooms and not worry about like sickness being spread around? Like whatever one guy has, someone else is going to get it. Like it, it, it's too tight of a recovering space. from an injury is the different than sickness. But are you suggesting if like one person gets a cold, then the whole manor just goes down? Yeah, exactly. If someone gets infected, then like you know, it gets passed around. Yeah, I I, I don't know about I don't know about that. I haven't been there. Like it's a tight space. It's tight space. Yeah. Well, speaking of tight spaces, why don't you give us a like on our tight spaces <laughs> on <laughs> Instagram and Twitter and Facebook, Lords of Grantham on everything. Search for it. Email us, Lords of Grantham at Gmail. Mm-hmm. All that stuff. Give us some feedback. Give us uh, give us some reviews on the iTunes, uh, you know, the five stars if you may. or uh, If you, you know, would. If you could. Uh, <laughs> whichever. Or four stars. Three stars were amiable. Just don't do below that. Yeah. I mean, you've made it this far in the show. You got to at least kind of like what we're doing. I hope. That'd be funny if someone really hated what we were doing, but like spite listened. <laughs> I mean, it's not like, you know, we're uh, we're praising Edith every week because I know that would draw some ire from uh, some listeners. Yeah, Docorific wouldn't be. <laughs> yeah. You know what I find, you know, updating Instagram recently is that uh, there's a lot of Michelle Dockery fans out there. Like she is huge out there. In terms of like in the world, yeah, and like I mean, in terms of actors, you don't see any profiles out there like standing for Bates or anything like that. Like it's it's all about. I don't, what's the, what's that guy's name? Bates. Uh, oh, I I know this one. Uh, uh, <laughs> I I can't I can't it do, it's not coming to mind. There's no Jeannie Gene Froggett people. No, there are actually there are Gene Froggett. Yeah, she, she, I mean it's her and Mary. They're, yeah, they're. Good. What about oh Joanne Froggett? Joanne Froggett. Yeah. There's no Laura Carmichael people. That's Edith. No, it's mostly yeah. It's just it's Dockery, Dockerifics. Yeah. There's no Bonavillians. Bonavillans. 
Not that, not that I'm familiar with. No, no, <laughs> I not would, yet. That's a good start. Uh, that like fan base of Hugh Bonneville. We could do that. He has a lot. He has a lot of work out Bonne- there. Bonnevillains. I don't know. I'd have to be bad guys, you know. <laughs> but yeah, maybe down the line, we'll see. Wait, are you finding Bates? No, I'm not. I mean, I'm on the Downton IMDb page. Bates is Brandon Coyle. Oh, Brandon Coyle. The Coiled. <laughs> yes, there's not many Coiled fans out there on the Instagram. Instagram. Um, but I guess we should get get to this episode. Let's, let's break into it. Let's do it. Okay. Uh, this is an important episode, I think, personally for both of us. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, with Down Abbey, there's so many memes and gifs out there of moments from the show. There's a certain one that we have gravitated to for years. Yeah, literally. One of the first, like, one of the first recurring bits in our group chat. Yeah, uh, it's it's one of uh, Brendan Coyle, uh, known as Mr. Bates, <laughs> saying, "It won't be long now." <laughs> uh, it's just I don't know why. It's just, it just it's just a, repetition made it funny. Yeah, it struck a chord because uh, it, it's so applicable to so many things. Where it's just like, oh, we got to go do this tonight. It won't be long now. <laughs> yeah. And this is the episode where it happened. I, I was watching the scene and I kept saying out loud to myself, it won't I be saw long him now. in the outfit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, that, and it's funny because earlier in the episode, I think Lang says, uh, it won't be long now. And oh. it, it gets said twice. And I was like, what? And then I was like, oh, okay. So this, this can't be this episode. Also, I had no idea he was holding Anna's hand when he said that. I, I was talking to him. <laughs> We've been so far removed from the context of the, the gif that that seeing it is like, oh, oh, God. Yeah, I thought he was just talking to himself. I don't know. Well, it's funny because we, you know, like our group of friends have been friends collectively for over two decades. Yeah. And we have been very organized in our group chat situations. We have had debates and discussions about this app is irrelevant. We need a new one. What should it be? And we had literal pitches for facebook chat and uh whatsapp and mm-hmm. so it's you know we wound up on group me shout outs to group me mm-hmm. Microsoft. But, <laughs> you know bottom line is you know we we take this group chat very seriously and mr bates is kind of a. it's been the one consistent thing across our group chats he's uh, kind of our mascot in a way for sure i mean you look at our uh, instagram profile picture who is it it's brendan coyle <laughs> yeah. we're, we're, we're the coiled yeah we are the coiled <laughs> So should we start uh, start with that storyline, maybe? Sure. Anna, Anna thought she saw Bates on the grounds, which I thought was <laughs> standing so, so hilarious. They treat him like he's a man of mystery. Like, wait, is that Bates? And he disappears behind a tree, and he's gone. <laughs> he's a man with a limp. It's yeah, not like he, he disappeared. <laughs> it would be like fifteen seconds of. Yeah, you would hear him, you know, with that cane just going through the the little cobblestone. Oh, man. Um, so in this episode, uh, Anna thought she saw Mr. Bates, and she gets on good word. Um, is it from Mary? Yeah. That- she she goes to Lady Mary with the, the conundrum or the, the quandary about where he is. And he's apparently working at the local pub, <laughs> which is, uh, I, it's actually a good look on him. Like this, yeah. Because Bates looks just like a parlor man. He looks, you know, with the little band around his arm and stuff. Like, what, what's the financial difference? Do you think between being a footman and being a bartender? Is it that different in that day and age? I really don't know. It's probably sizable, but I mean, do you think Bates is a good bartender? I mean, I feel like he's a guy who gets stories out of the people who come in there, and he's he has a very soft demeanor. Yeah, but think, he can also beat you up. 
Yeah, so I think he gets tips and shakes people down if they don't pay. Like he could definitely see him breaking up a fight and at the same time sort of handling himself, just being a very nice because he can manage. He uh, can manage, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think he gets paid okay. Yeah. So she. So upon hearing that Mr. Bates is working at this pub, mm-hmm. Anna goes, and <laughs> it shows the like slow reveal of a man. To, and I was like, oh. I, is it going to be just somebody else and, and he's not there? And, oh, no, it's him. It's yeah. him. Right away. <laughs> His reaction is, I dreaded this moment. <laughs> no, I, don't, I don't know if I dreaded this or longed for it. <laughs> You make it sound so sinister, like he has someone they'll turn. Well, I mean, if you take take his his soft demeanor out of things, his his quotes and his voice are very <laughs> you just you just predatory. <laughs> you just can't convey the softness that comes to his voice. Apparently, yeah, I don't care. Uh, and then he confirms it was me <laughs> that you saw. I tried to hide behind that tree. <laughs> Could only hide. It was a, the tree was too skinny. I couldn't hide completely. Um, but there's been a good development. He found out his wife has been unfaithful. Vera. He's so he's so thrilled. So I, I do not realize she, she that... Has, she has been unfaithful. <laughs> so that's all it takes to get out of a marriage is to be unfaithful. It's like... But he's well, got to prove it. Right. And I understand Bates is an upstanding man, but that's if, if that's all it took for him to get out of the marriage, Bates, just cheat on Vera, okay? And get out of the marriage. If then, it, then he stands to lose. I... Really, if he's going to end up with Anna at the end, as the end game, does and he's it... got a job. I guess all that money that he came came to when his mom died. Yeah, yeah. but he always refers to the fact that that he has he, the, the amount of money that he's going to give her will please her. She won't be able to say no. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So yeah, it's a weird Just situation. Pay up and leave. Stop. Stop being this. The you know on the leash of Vera. Yeah, I, I love the way he says like uh, for breaking the marriage, adultery is enough. <laughs> like that's enough to like get out of this marriage, um, but it's funny because he does, yeah he and like oh I could be your your mistress and he's like I can't do that I would never do that like okay all right <laughs> if you so choose Bates um and uh, he, I think their story pretty much ends with him saying it won't be long now yeah he's just you know but then she should just go back to the pub the next day and order a pint and hang out yeah she could go there every day it's a, it's a public house. Mr. Bates in a public house. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that is where he is. Um, I do find it funny that um, they have that that hair curler that she's working with Mary's hair, and then she decides to try it on her own hair. Oh, and Mr. Bates is happy. Your hair is different. Yeah, I, I, it blew my mind that that was an invention back then. This hair, like the like, curling iron. Yeah, I didn't know it went that far back. I mean, considering that the telephone is, like, this radical thing to be, like, trusting, like, electrical appliances with your hair. Like, all right. that That's uh, that's a revolution. Yeah. For Lady Mary and... Uh, Anna. Anna. Are you looking up when it was made? Yes, I am. Invented in Downton Abbey. 1890. <laughs> oh, wow. Man, they were putting a lot of faith in electricity, not, like, burning things. Well, I mean, it burns hair. If you yeah, know. <laughs> yeah. If you don't know what you're doing, it'd be funny if it burned all of Anna's hair off and she's like bald. <laughs> You've changed your hair. I like it. <laughs> um, I'm going back to Vera. <laughs> no, he would never do that. Um, what, what should we move on to? There's a there's a, a cavalcade of things going on in this episode yet again. I mean, do you want to just talk about the fact that Downton is now a, a convalescent home, a yeah. hospital? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they're they're trying to figure out the the chain of command in there. Oh, jeez, yeah. Because Tom, Corporal Thomas is uh is he acting acting sergeant? 
or yeah, something? What that, is... That's what they say he's getting moved up to. And uh, I think, what is it? Um, uh, the doctor. Uh, what's his name? Dr. Clarkson. Oh, yeah. Major Clarkson. So we, we have uh, Ma- uh, Sergeant Barrow and Major Clarkson as a supervisor. And they're all fretting that there's no overhead to watch out for Barrow. Like, for some reason, Cora felt like, oh, he's the perfect person to put in there because of O'Brien's influence. Yep. But everyone else is just like, he's a swindler. Why would you have him? <laughs> Mr. Carson is not happy. No, no, not at all. <laughs> and then Th- Thomas is kind of like hanging around being him. And Mr. Carson's like, why don't you get out of here? And Thomas is like, I'm perfectly fine just over here. <laughs> I thought it was so funny. He when, just heals off and he's uh, just reveling. He's just soaking it up. It's funny when O'Brien comes to to Thomas and tells him like, I got a plan to make you uh, in charge of everything. And he's like sitting in like this windowsill, just like looking down at her. <laughs> yeah. like, it was like a weirdly... He's like, he's like a little kid who's sneaking to meet their friend at the park. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They can't be seen together at all. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Thomas says, I like the ideas of giving orders to old Carson. And... Uh, he doesn't really get to do that this episode. I mean, he like he, he he walks around like he's a boss. I don't really recall him shouting down or putting Carson in his place necessarily. No, um, he he doesn't. But it de- it definitely puts Carson on alert. And uh he gets in there, Thomas is just like, "Yeah, I I run this place here." And then Carson says, "Acting sergeant, I believe," as if, as if like this is only temporary. Yeah, no, assistant to the regional manager. Yeah, know your role, <laughs> shut your mouth. Um and then, like, you know, even Carson's, like, drinking with uh, Hughes later about the Thomas being in the house. And, yeah, they just have to deal with this. It's not what they're, not what they want, but he's, got a good job for Thomas and O'Brien. Yeah, they've upended things successfully in, in, a, in a legal way uh, without having to resort to any kind of crime. Yeah. Uh, just a Cora's gullibility, which is, like, sad, because, again, O'Brien... Caused the death of Cora's baby. Now she's manipulating her into having after her after didn't was it last episode that Thomas was like you can get out of here and she's like I can't I can't leave the, her ladyship you know like yeah or that might even be this episode I totally forget but it's O'Brien has some throwaway ish line where she's like I you know mm-hmm. they've been so good to me I'm indispensable kind of thing and it's like yeah because you yeah they don't know what you did right bad things there is a a, a struggle though for like people being in control you, you see it between uh cora and uh isabel uh just wanting to assert themselves <laughs> what a silly yeah. it's like it's cool but then it, cora doesn't seem like she's doing anything wrong or, or rude or anything mm-hmm. it just seems like isabel's just trying to get there and they're just trying to like keep her down yeah 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 it, like isabel actually ran a hospital cora you just live in this house uh <laughs> like don't be so like up on yourself okay you, you know even though you're hosting things i like uh, uh, is it lord grantham that they're like that or is it uh dr clarkson's like that's not the kind of thing that can be arranged and lord grantham's like this is my house yeah i mean this is something i can arrange <laughs> yeah cora and uh lord grantham are definitely on the same page in that like they're very defensive over this being like their home i mean they are doing a service to the country by allowing it yeah but it's funny when they ask like can evelyn napier you know, old Pamuk's friend, like, bring his uh, his soldiers here. And then Grantham says, uh, we chose who we want to oh, stay that, That's here. what I mean. Not he the... just shouts. <laughs> uh, it's funny. Then, like, they're like, well, will ISIS get a room? And Grantham's like, he can go wherever he pleases. <laughs> Which, is, is this the first time they say ISIS out loud? I can't remember. It's, like, the very first time I remember, like, ISIS being on screen. And they're saying, ISIS. <laughs> uh, 
Um, little did we know the terrorist organization that was forming at the time. <laughs> Based upon ISIS. The, the dog, the yeah. Dog. yeah. Um, <laughs> and then I love the, the scene where they have like, a, they put up this like little... I don't oh, know, like the paper wall? Yeah, yeah. And they're playing ping pong and Grantham's just trying to read his newspaper and it's like... There's ping. The ping pong ball like flies over and he's just like, hmm. Yeah. I, I can tell you as a, as a person who works uh, at my office and the cafe is nearby and they hold ping pong games in there occasionally when I'm working, there's nothing more annoying than the sound of ping pongs going back and forth and balls flying around. Like it's just, <laughs> just oh, it's the like uh, nails and chalkboard to me. <laughs> ping pong? Yeah. It's just like the, the, it constantly hits the table back and forth. It's it's too much. I, I'm I, so you and Lord Grantham and same. ISIS have something in common. Then yes, yeah, yeah. You just this is sit my and roll home. your eyes. This is my home. Uh, so all, with all these uh, soldiers staying there, uh, it causes a bit of a, a problem for a new employee, Mister Lang. Yeah, yeah. He he he's a very simple plot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as we saw last episode, he obviously is perturbed. Shell shocked, as they say, or PTSD, as we know now. Um, he need, yeah, he he need to get out of there, and they got got him out of there this episode. Like it's kind of unceremonious. Good, <laughs> like that. The thing he did to Patmore was low when he was talking about like um, soldiers going over there. Like it's okay, you know. Like what was it? He he just pretty much said what she confided. Oh yeah, in. because but he, that's so we didn't touch on it. Yeah. Patmore goes and confides in Lang about her nephew who was ki- shot because of cowardice. Right. And then Lang brings it up in front of anybody, everybody, yeah. not knowing that it was said in confidence, and it just makes Patmore all scared and sad. Crying. And God. Lang is a broken man. I mean, there's really not too much to say about I feel sorry you, for him. But you don't talk out loud about cowardice. Like, that's just, you shouldn't But Patmore did, so he's, you know, he's, he's not all the way there. I don't think Lang is bad. I think that he is dealing with an issue and he, somebody I, talked to him about it and he took it the wrong way. No, I think there's conversations you have one-on-one with people. Even if you don't even understand that like it's you know, like meant to be on the low, you don't say it out loud like, look at this problem with this person. You know, like mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. That's fine. Either way, man, he's a piece of trash. He, he, I know, that's, you can't say he's a piece of trash. I, he has like a night terror and he's screaming. He shouldn't have been there. They shouldn't have hired him. I guess it's not on him. It's on them for hiring it him. Is, in the exactly. Because he was yelling in the middle of the night. Also, like, when that was <laughs> happening, I was just thinking, this is a convalescent home for veterans. Like, get used to night terrors. Yeah, yeah. These people have all seen crazy things. They're all going to be shouting. Um, even Grantham notices he's a mess. Like, everyone's just like, this has got to go. He's like, Lang, this is... Get out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least at the end, when uh, Carson comes over, he's like, well, at least I didn't have to tell you, you know, you had to go. And he gave him two months' wages. That's pretty good. That's great. It's good severance. I mean, I don't know how long it is since Bates left the manor, but man, he, you know, along with his, like, lump fortune, and then whatever they paid him on leave, and now he's working at a pub... Bates has definitely got money. What does that have to do with Lang? <laughs> I'm just thinking because they gave him two months of the wages for him leaving. And oh, everything. you're saying so maybe they did that for Bates? Yeah. But no, Bates just quit. Bates didn't put his two weeks in. They kind of, uh, they fired Lang. Yeah, yeah. That's true. Well, I guess, yeah. Yeah, I, all right. I'm just wrong there, I guess. <laughs> um, Ethel downstairs, she's into the officers being in there. Oh, yeah, she is. <laughs> Anna tells her to knock it off and she's just, what was she, she's like, talking to the guy in the the wheelchair outside yeah swooning 
she is. She's a. She's looking to meet a man. I, I mean, if there's a way to do it, when you know, when there's all these men around, I mean, that that's a good way to meet a single man. Mm-hmm. And they're they'll probably get paid with like you know post-war money and stuff like that too. So. Yeah, sure. If you really want that ethyl, I mean, Anna talks against it, but uh, sure. New employee. And doesn't O'Brien stop? Who puts the foot down about it? Oh yeah, O'Brien's like it's okay. Like these guys need like you know whatever they can get, kind of. Because uh, O'Brien's O'Brien is strangely sympathetic to this entire entire cause. I mean, like she mentioned the other week, like I guess she had family, you know, involved in the war and stuff. But it's just like O'Brien, who's a heel, like bad person. To see her like being the voice of reason is just like okay, yeah, you can stump on this one thing. Yeah, fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, do that. Uh, what else is going on? Uh, well, I think there's another very important thing downstairs. William. William. <sighs> William's about to go to war, and he wants to come and. Uh... Is he war ready? He's war ready. No. <laughs> well, he is now, I guess. Yeah. 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 So he wants to come to Downton for uh, like to say goodbye. And Daisy says, I know he's going to, pro- going to propose. And Pat Moore is like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a dreading feeling. Could you, could you imagine that? Like, I don't like this person and they are throwing themselves at me. I go, and they're going to go to war. <laughs> what, what do you tell a person about to go to war? You tell him yes. According to Pat Moore. Yeah. I disagree. I did like that she went and got the picture taken for him. She's doing, like, Daisy is doing everything that she he asks. Yeah. Also, it, it it would be like she should have put the kibosh on it from the get. Yeah. If she really wanted him to not think that he, he stood a chance. Now, now, that photo that she gives him, it's a very plain photo of her just sitting and looking. Do you think that's that was the photos of the time or was it her just being like, here's a photo of me. Don't get too excited. OK, it's just me sitting. I think it's the time. Yeah. I mean, it's not like she's sending him anything risque, you know? No, but like a, a smiling photo would mean a lot more than just like, oh, that's just Daisy, you know? Like, when did f- smiling photographs become a thing? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> smiling photographs? Is that a trend in photography? Oh, yeah. There's definitely a turning point when people smile in photo- photos. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's always... Maybe I'm confused because at the manor, there was all kinds of smiling photography there. There, there wasn't enough... Uh, of um daisy and stuff like that what of people with straight faces yeah i'm just googling some apparently okay a a quick search said that by the mid 19th century uh smiling or no that's not correct oh boy what a stupid tangent (laughs) why are we looking up the history of smiles and photos it's just I I'm just confused. Like, what is she communicating by that photo by giving it to William? Like, you know, calm down. This is just me. Or like, hey man, maybe I am into you. It says a lot. I guess so. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But Either way. Pa- though. So so William proposes. Oh my god. I, I and sh- Patmore has to pick up the. I feel so bad slack. For, for Daisy in this whole thing. I do feel bad for Daisy, but at the same time, she should have known. <laughs> what do you mean? She should have known. known how to handle this. Like. Wait, like how? What do you? Well, I mean, mean, how old is Daisy? Do we think? How old is she supposed to be? She's supposed to be like 20? 17, uh, 18? No, yeah, maybe around there. Yeah, yeah. Like, she's not a little kid. She could have handled. You know, you call the shot. You should have put him down a lot earlier. I I don't know. She seems like someone who's not in control of a lot of things. Having to work for Patmore and being put upon that way. 
So like this is just adding to that. So I don't think she knows how to like actively speak for herself and like be like no. I guess that's fair. Um, I did like her saying I'm needed in the kitchen when William was about to ask about the proposal. That was a good like. Don't. I I think honestly like it's one of those things where it's a, you know it's a pickle. He's going to war. Even if she wanted to shut him down, he's going to war. <laughs> yeah. And she's got to do it. And she, you know, like, like they always, Patmore says, like, you can dump, end it after he gets back. Yeah. Although I find it funny how Patmore's like, oh, yeah, she has something to tell you, William, or whatever. And William's like, is this what I think it is? And it's like, <sighs> sorry, Daisy. Yeah. Sorry. You're, you're going to have to. Sorry. You found a nice guy. But he's a, he, he seems like a dullard. I don't know. I feel like William's fine. He plays the piano. <laughs> That's true. He is a, he is a good trained pianist. Um, and I thought it was sweet uh, that in Lang's absence, he he's like one more time as a footman, and he's dressed in his whole, whole like fatigues. Gear. Yeah, it's yeah. nice. I, that was a very sweet touch. He, he is a, a nice st- character beat for Mister William. Yeah, he's a stand up guy. I don't think he's worthy of Daisy. It's kind of white bread. Oh yeah, it's very plain. Very white bread. Yeah. Um, carrying on with like some of the downstairs drama, the Branson. Branson, very very interesting week for Mister Branson. Action packed. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it took me a second to follow what was happening because he said he wanted to wants to object to the war. So I, he wants to get drafted so he can protest the draft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't realize he wanted to get drafted first to then object. Like he didn't object beforehand. I like this is uh, this is 1917, so this is a year after. Um, oh geez, I'm a terrible. Archduke Ferdinand was assassinated. Well, no, the, the Easter Rising, right? Is that? Oh yeah, 1916. Okay. He said that his cousin was walking down the street doing nothing, and a British soldier just killed him. Oh. So like he he and it, I don't know if it was directly related to this officer, the um, Herbert Strutt. Oh okay. Who comes for dinner, and to um, look at the house. Oh the. So the so commander. that you know like obviously the Irish people are not fans of the English people, especially English military people. For sure. So Branson thinks that he can get drafted and then be a conscientious objector yeah. to sort of prove the point that, you know, like, like you killed his family. He's Irish. He hates you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But then he finds out he's got a heart murmur. <laughs> yeah. A wee heart murmur. Uh, <laughs> a little bit of a wee heart murmur. It's funny. They, they don't show much skin on the show. So it's kind of funny when they show him with like his shirt unbuttoned and they're like, you know, just gauging the heart. It's like, I can see it. He's like, I can't wait to tell these people I'm not showing up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know. Uh, yeah, he fails his physical. It's kind of ironic that, uh, not ironic, but kind of funny that Mosley is in better shape to go to war than, <laughs> than, yeah. than oh, Branson. Geez. Oh, man, no. <laughs> so then Branson offers to pick up the slack for the lack of male help. Mm-hmm. And, and he, then we find that he's left a note for Lady Sybil apologizing. For he says, "I'll I'll be arrested for what I'm doing," and they think he's going to murder this uh, <laughs> Herbert Strutt officer fellow, who who you know, Irish people don't like the British soldiers. Which, to my mind, like, was he really going to murder him? Like, was that ever a question? Like, well, he's a radical. Did you think he's he was, a socialist? Did, watching this, did you? I mean, we know how the show goes, but did you think in the moment that he could have killed this guy? Right there, with with some poison in there. Poison? I mean, I didn't think it was off the... T- it, it wasn't an idea that was off the table, especially when you found out that the guy 
you know, was either responsible or connected to the fact that a family member of his was murdered in cold blood. Maybe it's the stereotype of me. I thought he was just going to like open the lid and have like potatoes to huck at the commander or something like that. Well, like, <laughs> it was something he was going to. They they run up and they. It's like an action movie. Like we I need know. to stop this before it happens. You got Carson like jogging through the manor or whatever. Like, we need to get him. And then they get it. And it's like a bucket full of poop and like ink, oh, oil and ink, <laughs> with uh, with a cow pie in it. Yeah, yeah. And I find it funny how Carson's like, "We're trying to prevent you from murder, murder, like, Mor- murder." <laughs> the little yeah, Irish man. accent. Yeah, murder. You think I'm gonna murder him? <laughs> yeah. It's so so ridiculous. But like, um, they they set him straight. Like, you can't do this. And it's like extreme shame. Yeah, they kind of let him off though. Like they're just like yeah, because they say like, "What what's gonna happen to us if if." Yeah, you know, you lose your driver. Lady Sybil's got feelings for him. Yeah. So what's Branson to do now? He's a he's a revolutionary without any statements, without a podium. Yeah, exactly. Well, that happened. <laughs> didn't kill anyone. No, he didn't even get to throw poop and ink and oil on someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think upstairs there's really like two. Aside from the the, I feel like with the hospital we're kind of a split like upstairs downstairs hospital this yeah. season. Yeah, yeah. And the hospital we already talked about. Well, we talked about so a little bit. Mm-hmm. Edith in the yeah. hospital. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do like that the episode begins with uh, is it Lady Sybil's like must must kind of stink not being useful. Like, don't you wish you could go back to that farm? <laughs> Why would you talk about the farm? And Edith is like. Mm. I wish I could go back to the farm. But I like how she's like so annoyed that her sister asks her about the farm when it's just like, yeah, you work there. No one knows about your scandal or anything. They yeah, just no know one knows work. about the beers that you drank. Yeah, the the snogging that got down on the the farm. Uh, but uh, she's just trying to find a way to make herself useful around the house. But I, I I feel like the episode does a good job of making it like she's really not. She's just kind of being herself. She's not being overtly. Like, she's not a tryhard. She's no. just walking around helping people as she can help people. Yeah. She helps the guy with one hand write a letter. Mm-hmm. Which perplexed me, okay, because, you know, he lost his uh, right hand, right? Didn't he, isn't that what I he, forget. Exactly. I didn't take notes on what hand the, the soldier lost. Oh, wait. No, no, no. Uh, wait, is he left? Yeah, he's left-handed. And he said, yeah, he's left-handed. And he makes a joke saying, like, go figure, I'm left-handed. And I thought back to last week when I was driving in London with the stick on the left side, and we suggested, well, maybe the British are ambidextrous, or they're more left-handed. But this guy says, go oh. figure, I'm left-handed. So maybe the British are right-handed. Yeah, after and all. then they said that in school, shouldn't they have taught you to be right-handed? And he said, I didn't, didn't go with it, my mother, you know, or whatever he said. Can some British fan confirm to me, are a lot of British people ambidextrous, or are you right-handed? So tweet us. Because I'm so confused by the stick situation in your cars over there. We want hashtag righty Brit or hashtag lefty Brit. Need to get to the bottom of this. Hit us up. We yeah. will, we'll tally those. Yeah. Yeah. Either way, Edith helps write this letter for him. And she's like got these guys swooning for her, you know? They're not straight. Swooning? Do you think well, swooning? They, they, they like her. They like having her around. Yeah, the end of the episode, they're talking about like the the sort of going over the rundown of the hospital, and they're like, perhaps a surprise. Mm-hmm. Everyone's enjoying Lady 
Edith. And everyone's like, Edith. Yeah, right. The one who's going to bury us? Oh, boy. Edith. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Good for Edith. I mean, yeah, just kind of a really nice little uh, under undercurrent plot. You doesn't really do too, too much. And... Yeah. Uh, I mean, the, the other big plot upstairs is uh, the ongoing situation with Mary, Carlisle, Lavinia Swire, and Matthew. Um, so we, mixed tag match. Yeah, yeah. If there ever was one, uh, so we have Violet meeting with Rosamond and um, Lavinia to kind of talk about the the situation in which the Mad Dog Richard Carlisle was holding her arm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, I, she she plays coy. She doesn't really reveal what's going on there. Uh, but she does reveal to Mary what what the deal is. Mm-hmm. That she had shacked up with Carlisle. Right, and 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 part of it in the, was it she was involved in a scandal that she got dirt for for the newspaper, which mm-hmm. was, which is like, so you do have a reputation, huh? Was well, big reputation. <laughs> I I was a little uncertain if she actually did. Do you think Carlisle strong armed her into doing this stuff? I I I feel like I I wasn't sure certain if she actually did sleep with richard carlisle or it's just the the nature of what happened didn't they say they were caught making out like that i don't know i i mean maybe (laughs) i was watching this late at night i'm pretty sure that was a a thing that came up i don't know well i either way there's also a family plot involving uh the the family secrets right of who of the the swire family yeah 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 that that um or is it debt I, I'm so terrible right now. My notes are it was, failing. It me. was very unclear. Like the, they kind of explained the story in a in a rush. Oh, okay, was, I, I looked up and got to the bottom of this for for uh, to clarify. Uh, so, I guess during her first visit to Downton Abbey, which we had seen, Lavinia, you know, she's arguing with Carlisle. Rosamond wonder what is what is going on. Lavinia confesses to Mary that her father owed Sir Richard a large amount of money and was unable to repay him. Yeah. And then when Lavinia went to Carlisle to plead on her father's behalf, behalf he made a deal with her. He would forgive her father's debt if she would deliver him some papers of state in the possession of her uncle, Jonathan Swire, a liberal minister. She agreed, stole the papers from her uncle, and delivered them to Sir Richard. Because she said she knew he was going to get caught anyway, so she just kind of pulled the trigger, right? Yeah. So yeah. she did not... So she, yeah, she... I. Man, maybe oh, you had me confused, man. I could have swore they said they were <laughs> snogging at one point or something. Well, that's Edith and the farmer. I, either way, this just reeks a so, total a soap opera um, convenience where it's just like, oh, you thought Matthew went and found a girl that wasn't related to anything, and then you thought Mary found a man that wasn't related to anything, though? Oh, they actually have history together. Like, what are the odds that they found two people that were deeply connected? That's just soap opera. Yeah, on, on that level. Suds. Yeah. Well, is Richard Carlyle placing himself in that position to have that power? Because it yeah. seems like when Richard Carlyle is first uh, referenced, it's kind of like everyone knows he's kind of scummy, but him and Mary have kind of, it seems like like a, a forced sort of thing. I mean, we we saw it last episode where yeah. Richard Carlyle's like, we can be in love if we try. Yeah. I I guess it's the these big aristocrat families, they just somehow are entangled and that's why maybe it's a small world. It just to me it seems like soap opera drama. I mean, it's Downton Abbey. It is Downton Abbey. Yeah. So, yeah, Lavinia 
she confesses it to Mary, and Mary decides, like, okay, maybe she's not that bad. She's been a, she's in a tough situation. Smart job, Mary. But that just makes it all the tougher for Mary to like, try and get back with Matthew, who we see together. Are you know they have chemistry, they get along. And then we see that Mary, outwardly, publicly says endorses Lavinia. She says Lavinia is like a lovely lady, lovely yeah, woman. Yeah, yeah. Dang. What else is going on in this episode? I think I feel like that's really kind of the the, the one thing I, they mention that we haven't really delved into is like they keep saying how I think Violet is the person who's like like she wants to assert herself as the person that owns the house like Cora's forgot about uh, you know the dowager and stuff uh or no no isabel no this is just me and my bad notes yeah she's forgot about isabel it, i was thinking about the dowager i got them conv- i get violet and isabel with the names confused yeah they're both sort of the old ladies yeah uh, yeah i guess yeah even though they're probably like 20 years apart in age right <laughs> because what how old is matthew supposed to be like 25 something like that yeah. so that would pay, that would put isabel at like 55 maybe 60 yeah something like that and cora or robert is like 50 <laughs> so that means yeah. that means violet's like 80 yeah yeah, or yeah. 70 <laughs> that sounds accurate yeah. anything else you want to touch upon uh did we like the episode yeah, it was okay. It wasn't as bleak as the last one, so, you know. Yeah, that's good. You, it Finally, for one of these war episodes, it's just kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, we'll talk about throwing oil and ink and cow poop on somebody rather than talking about just PTSD yeah. dreams. and. Also, that Lang, he woke up in a sweat. Yeah, man. Like, I don't know what it was. Like, did they toss water on before filming that scene? He is sopping. Like, I mean, I, I you know, sometimes you sweat when you, you sleep or whatever, you know. But, like, God dang, man, he was... He's sick. Yeah, I mean, sick in the head, but not like, you know, maybe he has hyperhidrosis, I guess, you know. Sure. That's a that's a thing when you sleep and you, you sweat a lot. So, uh, yeah, he's got to get that checked on. He, I mean, he's got plenty of time. Yeah, yeah. Do we want to do through go through our power rankings? Yeah. Yeah. Start with who's down and go through who's up? Sure. Okay. My number three on the bottom is Daisy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. That's pretty... <laughs> she's stuck. She's stuck. But, I mean, she's not committed yet. She has, She's not getting married yet. Yeah, but it's one of those things that, you know, she she's compromising her values to please uh, somebody else. Yeah. And she's, you know, she's she's a good enough human that she does it, but it is kind of... You it just feel bad for her. Yeah, yeah, that's true. My number three is Pat Moore, because Lang short, shared the story about her, uh, her nephew... Uh, getting killed like that was just it's a bad moment yeah it should never got out there yeah yeah, i think it was a a, a well-intended comment gone askew yeah i guess so well my number two is mr lang yeah mine too mine mine is lang also because he uh he's got ptsd and he's lost his job and he's he's like a good dude you know nobody nobody i i don't think he's bad i think if if he was a character that you wanted to keep around down and there's levels he's complex there could have been there could have been a future for Mr. Lang in this power ranking. He's a damaged man, yeah, with a lot of sweat. Yeah, yeah. Who, who's your number one down? Tom Branson. Same, same. It's it's kind of undisputable. Branson just uh, he failed in his uh, his attempt to oil and ink of a commander, <laughs> and he has a heart murmur. Yeah, the heart murmur. He doesn't get what he wants, and he's kind of. Uh, it's a silly. It, it's good that we're at this point in the war. Yeah, 
that we're not talking about people who killed themselves and people who <laughs> lost everything. Yeah. We're just talking about a guy who, I mean, he did lose. Yeah, yeah. Everybody loses in the war, but mm. he's just, you know, can't go to war, can't con or can't protest and he can't, can't pour a slop on a commander. No, no. Uh, what about on the way up? You want to start this one? Yeah, yeah. I, on the way up, I, I got William at number three. He's he's got a girl waiting for him. <laughs> you know that's that he's about to go to war, but that's as good as it gets. And you know it was kind of nice seeing him as a footman one more time before he had going his to moment. War. He has moment. So you know William, he's he's got things to look forward to. Yeah, I had a tie for number three. Yeah, Lady Cora and Isabel. Really? Because it was kind of a a petty so situation. Petty. So petty. But they both kind of they both when the very end reveal that they get to split the duties. I don't even think we discussed that because it was so stupid and you can call that shot at the beginning of the episode. Yeah, yeah. You're both in charge here. You know, it's like, yo, all this, you know, bickering and fighting and you both get what you want. Yeah. Sort of. Yeah. Uh number two, I had Edith. Edith. Me too. Because she's a surprise. People like her. You know, big swing around from last episode where yeah, she home wrecked. From wrecking a home. That was a low, low. But now she's doing okay. Okay, okay. Okay, okay. Yeah. I think we're on the same page in that. Yeah, you know, good good episode, Edith. Good job being a nice human for once. Yeah. And Not so, taking advantage of uh, married men. Exactly. Or rather, the situation where a married man wants to take advantage of you. Right. <laughs> so whereas uh, at the bottom, I had Thomas Branson. At the top, I have Thomas Barrow. Me too. Yeah. I mean, like... He's he's running the house. He got what he wanted. He he is apex predator right now. Like, I mean, the viper's ready to strike. Oh, he's he, coiled. Oh, he is so coiled. Uh, watch out for Thomas. Like, you, I mean, what could he do? What could he get up to? I think they only they barely touch on the evil scheming that he could do this episode. But he's also from the last episode that we saw. He's actually really good at his job of being a, a medical professional. It's true. He cares about people. Mm-hmm. So maybe a, a face turn is in the works for him. Yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, with O'Brien on his side, who knows? Well, O'Brien's still kind of a heel. Yeah, I think I, it's funny. I think our rankings are kind of similar this episode because a lot of characters are in like this mid-level space. Like, there's some good, there's some bad going on. It's like it's hard to have a completely good day when a war is going on. So you just kind of end up in this mid-tier. And it's all relative in the war. Yeah, like, you really can't say like. This character had a great week. Mm-hmm. No, it's like he's a doctor who gets a better job, or yeah, you know. I mean, Edith is a person who helped sick people feel a little happier. You know, yeah, it's all very real worldly. Mm-hmm. But then there's the whole drama of Lavinia coincidentally knowing Richard Carlyle and two matriarchs trying to get power over a house. Like it's yeah, equal parts soap opera and honest storytelling about a war. Anna and Bates, it won't be long now. Maybe. Maybe things will work out eventually. Yeah. yeah. We'll see. They're in the they're in the mid tier. Yeah, they're both kinda of, I was actually thinking about like that conversation was a good part, but it's such a minor part of the episode. Yeah, they're in the mid card. Yeah. Yeah. But they'll be back to the upper card, I'm sure. Yeah, don't worry. Yeah. There's a title run for John Bates. <laughs> yeah. Brendan Coyle. Uh so I I guess that's it for now. Uh That's it. Yeah, well that's it. And we'll catch you next time on the Lords of Grantham. It won't be long now.